This is episode 22 from the boys here at Waxpack Lyrical. I'm Brian Walter and with my co-hosts Dan Hewitt and Ryan Slaughter, we're going to take you through what's been happening in the hobby in the last couple of weeks. Without further ado, let's check in with the boys and see what they've been up to since we last got on the airwaves. Uh, let's start with Dan Hewitt. Dan, hitting the thing good for once? Yeah, for once I have, yeah. Well, it's not particularly good for me, um, per se, as it's nothing I particularly collect. But yeah, it's a uh, Ryan Giggs signed boot in a, uh, in a in a Raz. If anybody wants a Ryan Giggs signed boot, I've left it all packaged up because I feel a little bit dirty unwrapping it in my house. Um, so it, it's there, probably ready to ready to sell or something. It is a lovely, in fairness, it is a lovely thing. And I do intend on getting the man cave done in the waft at some point and it would look quite nice on the wall but at the same time he's wearing a man united shirt so um i'm not i'm not quite convinced on it to be totally honest with you i have been up to some go on sorry nothing on the nfl front just uh yeah well on the nfl front i haven't really uh, picked anything up i haven't hit any cards and breaks as is the norm despite still entering multiple breaks um but i have been uh, messing about with getting some stuff graded so I've been uh, spent a lot of time looking at cards through a microscope, which is interesting. Not microscope. Um, what do you call it? A magnifying glass. Yeah, I've spent I've spent like all all morning this morning looking at cards through a, through a magnifying glass and cleaning them with a micro microfiber cloth and stuff. And I've sent them away to be graded. See what happens. Ryan, have you had any luck? Um, I had a bit of a spate. I did like three breaks in 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 twenty four hours, and um, the best I hit was a Derek Carr one hundred from Napkin from from uh, Chronicles. But uh, but apart from that, not really. But to be honest, uh, my big thing was I did a really good sort out of pretty much all my hits and stuff. So I've got everything sectioned up, various PCs and bits and pieces, um, and then had a big clear out. So I actually sold quite a lot of gear. Um, that I didn't need anymore um, or was just knocking around in my trade box so that was really good um, and then yesterday um, I got uh, a uh, auto card come through from Luke Harper who um, I traded him the Patriots in a break so he just sent it to me to say thank you so just big a shout out to Luke uh, for that one cheers buddy Excellent. Yeah, I think I was in the same Chronicles break as you guys. I got the Patriots and that. Just got a few uh, base cards through that. Um, the main event, though, of the past week, it was probably Monday night, wasn't it, where uh, I was just looking in a box for, <laughs> not even for, for anything card-related on, on Monday night, and there was a couple of packs of uh, Panini Football 2017, the rack packs, which I believe I paid about $4 pack for back probably two and a half years ago so we're just well just selling them off because they're just they're just junk really aren't they open it up and uh, 20 cards in a pack flip through it and you always get one shiny parrow in there and it was patrick mahomes one his rookie card so instantly uh, got on our group chat dan was dan was around we looked it up quickly between us and established what it was a chainmail uh, parallel card we said well let's Go and have a look and see what it's worth, thinking it's worth about $10 or something, $15 tops. And it turns out that <laughs> the last one sold, well, the last two sold in the last couple of weeks for $320 and $300, which is bloody bizarre. But anyway, <clears throat> that was quickly put in a sleeve and into, into a top loader. 
and within about 15 minutes we'll put it on the on the group chat uh or on the sorry the uh the facebook page facebook group that we guys all members of over here there was about seven uh pms coming people wanting to buy it and people offering large amounts and stuff in the end i worked a trade um with uh, jamie moxon who is a chiefs fan so it was good to go to him uh i threw in as well something else that i got from a rack pack a couple of years ago it was a lamar jackson disco prism which again these were like from about eight dollar packs i got from i think it was target when i was out in seattle a couple of years ago and those cards now they're they're selling on ebay regularly for between 150 and 180 dollars a time so there's about 400 dollars worth of of cards went his way and in return i got a uh, scrub quarterback for the giants comes from jones or something <laughs> got a very nice flawless uh flawless glove patch auto to, to 20 and uh obviously it's out of 20 his shirt number is eight and and the eight out of 20 went a couple of days ago for like 620 dollars but there's been two sales of the same card i've got and i think my auto is probably a clean one of those they've been going for 450 475 dollars so uh, investment, maybe, maybe not. Uh, Ryan said, get rid of it before the season starts, and it turns out he's absolutely crap. Bit of the Mitchell <laughs> Trubisky factor going on there. But, but yeah, I'm going to try and move that on quite quickly. Actually, we've got Trade Friday starts in our group over here tomorrow, so I'm going to put that up and see if I can get any offers. I know there's a few German collectors that are, uh, are sniffing around it already, so but we'll see. If I can get a couple of nice cards or even one nice Seagulls card in return, and that's all good. So, yeah. So that's been my luck. Obviously, the luck was with the English this week. So uh, let's move on into the regular start in news section. Uh, Ryan, what can you tell us about the Rookie Premier this year? So, yes, every year, as we know, the players get together, Rookie Premier. Um, this year, it's not going to happen with COVID-19. So um, the NFLPA got together with Panini and they will be releasing every single day. Those main guys that are going to be in every single product, the first batch of quarterbacks came out and that was Joe Burrow, Tuatang, Tonga Viola, Justin Herbert, Jordan Love, Jalen Hurts, Jacob Eason, um, James Morgan and Jake Fromm. Um, but the NFLPA has um, come out and with solidarity, obviously, with the movement that's going on at the moment and said that all social media content, so the further positions will not be released um, so that they can keep the attention on Black Lives Matter awareness and dialogue. Excellent stuff. Right, let's move on and uh, just cover something that's that's been quite noticeable over the last few months. Um Trading card supplies appear to be in very limited numbers at the moment. Dan, what can you tell us about that, mate? Yeah, so uh, obviously we all know about um, COVID and everything else that's everything else that's going on with that. Um, so all these sort of supplies, your sleeves, your top loaders, everything else are produced in China, as you would expect. Um, and there's a massive backlog in getting them getting them into the states. Um, I, I was we looked up. I showed you guys in the in our group chat today and an, an eBay auction, um, and people were knocking out supplies at absolutely extortionate rates. You would you would think they were uh, you would think they were boxes of twenty twenty score or something. Um, thirty dollars for for what off blowout would buy you would you would get for twelve dollars. 
I mean, we're sort of over here. We're not as fortunate in that. We're probably used to those numbers. We did. We did, I did do a comparison to uh, to where you can pick them up in the UK, and and that what they were selling for thirty dollars would probably cost us twenty five pounds um, to buy in the UK anyway. Um, so probably much of a muchness for what we're used to. But obviously, for guys in the the US. When a when a penny sleeve is called a penny sleeve because it costs you a penny and you can pick them up for a dollar a pack, then it's a it's a st- staggering price hike. Um, while while stuff's struggling to get across the borders. Yeah, I'm sure there's there's people that are making a lot of money on it, but the price of top loaders has always been quite high. Even when I'm out in the states and I'm I'm looking at the card shops, the prices there are. Obviously, there's a markup for them to make because they're, they're bricks and mortar shops. eBay's always been a good place if, if you buy them in bulk, but then top loaders and stuff do take up a lot of room when you're trying to bring stuff back in suitcase. So, But this year, I don't think that's going to happen unless uh, something quite dramatic happens with COVID-19 at the moment. So looks like we're all holidaying in Stoke this year, and Dan's going to put us up in a, in a wigwam in his garden, be glamping as such. More than welcome. I wouldn't call it glamping. No, not where I live. <laughs> <laughs> Blimey. Jim, between Stoke and, uh, and downtown Los Angeles, mate, same sort of looting going on, but there'll be, uh, <laughs> there'll be better products available in Los Angeles and Rodeo Drive than, uh, than Dan's local high street. <laughs> I don't think a case of uh, Cherry A from the Happy Shopper's going to uh, fetch much, <laughs> is it, on, the, on eBay if we steal that? But anyway. Right, but then, since we last got together, uh, only one product has come out. That was Contenders Draft 2020. Guys, are we fans of this? Let's start with our college football expert, Mr. Ryan Slaughter. Um, yeah, I mean, any college sort of ticket I, I, I like. As everyone knows, I'm a college football. Um, I think the issue this year probably is more about the hype and price, and we're going to talk about that later on, and I'm sure the boys will cover that in Maine. Um, I quite like a lot of the different variations this year, and again, that's trying to create more parallels into the into the product, making it more collectible. Obviously, that also increases um, the chase price and everything else. Um, I think uh, with from a hobby, long term hobby perspective, um, it, it's good to sort of have a quick look at where we are looking for the rest of the season in terms of prices for those big players. Um, and they are selling, as we know, at ridiculous prices um, on the secondary market. That's where the big chase is at. Most of it else I've looked at is pretty mid-range. So unless you're hitting one of those bigger type players, then you're not going to make any money at all on your box. Um, I mean, even sort of really low print Jerry Judy's are going for around $100. And considering when he paid maybe $300 for your box, you're not going to you're not making any money. Although the prices I've noticed have settled a little bit, but still I think $240 for a box of Contenders Draft is a bit much. Um, obviously you're getting you know, something for your money, you're getting those six autos, and as we know, Contenders Parallels and Cracked Ices are the chase here. So uh, overall, look, you know, it's just a, it's more of an appetizer to when we get some NFL product, but, um, but you know, I think Contenders is Marmite, isn't it? You either love it or hate it. Dan, you're not a Contenders fan, so you just want to say move on? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a Contenders fan. Um, the one thing I, I did want to bring up about it, I think I've watched I've watched six, seven, maybe eight boxes um, open now. I've been in a break, um, two different breaks, four boxes worth. 
I, I'm, I'm sure years gone by, we used to, you used to get a, a sort of guaranteed on-card auto. I may be wrong about that, um, but it used to be. Used, I'm sure they used to fall about one on-card auto a box, which would be, which would be your better player. Now I know, I know we've had COVID, so they, they can't get um, as, as as many on-card autos done because they, they haven't done the rookie premier and whatever else. But for me, this year, considering the price tag, it seems that you get a lot more sort of tap boxes, if you like, which has just got nothing in at all for your money compared to years gone by. Um, everybody knows opening a box is a gamble. One box can be worth $20. Next product of the same of the same thing can be worth 1000 We all know that's how it works. But for me this year, there seems to be a lot more looking at contenders at the at the bottom end of that than than there is sort of middle to middle to top end. The the rookie quarterbacks coming out seem to be very, very few and far between in what I've watched. I'd even go as far as saying that the amount of numbered cards that I've seen coming out is very minimal. I've been in two breaks, um, both on eBay. Just uh, pick your player break and I for my Hunter Bryant PC trying to, to go into that. Um yeah two cases so that's 12 boxes per case that's 72 autographs per case i hit nothing at all didn't get any hunter brian autographs came out but the, no number cards came out i think one or two each case which is pretty pathetic and at least three duplicates came out in each case and i think that's a bit bit shit to be honest with you and all those <laughs> names as well it's there's so many players available in this set for autographs and stuff how can you have, I think one guy had three autographs come out, I can't remember his name now, so it's, it's, it's past me, I'll, I'll remember that down the line. But how can you have one guy having three autographs, all just college tickets, just the base autographs, and no name out of 72? That's, to me, that's, that's, that's pretty crap. So, but even though, I, I don't think that much of the product has been opened, even by breakers, because when Prism came out, Prism draft picks, the market was flooded straight away with all these autographs coming out. I'm checking a couple of times a day for the Hunter Bryant cards that come out. I'm still chasing the prison ones. But there's like three or four, and it's been out a week now, three or four cards are up there, and they're all college tickets, not numbered, nothing at all. No, you know what I mean? I'm not actually sure what the what this product's doing this year because are they going to do a secondary run? Are they holding back on autographs that they didn't get from, from the players and then a second batch that goes out in a couple of months' time, there's going to be more star names going out on that and more short number cards. Did the presses set shut down before they inserted all the short numbers and such like that? I don't know. To me, it seems very strange this year. What do you guys think? I mean, there, there's probably a, there's obviously a number of factors, obviously COVID-related in terms of distribution. Um, I'll be interested to talk to talk to a breaker and see see what they could buy in terms of the limit, limitations. Um, but do we also think that considering one of the issues that we've spoken about quite a bit about um, prospecting not on the cards but on the boxes, do we think that certain people are holding back product in the hope that one of these guys really does go off and so that they can sell the boxes on for double the money in eight months' time, ten months' time? It's a definite possibility. But then the amount that seen being broken by the, the normal uh, guys that we all use seems a very limited amount on there. 
but maybe that is because at the moment there is one product from from baseball that seems to be taking all the attention and we're going to move on to that shortly <laughs> because it's because it's also piqued our interest and uh so yeah dan any final thoughts on uh, contenders draft before we move on no, I think your uh, I think your, your point about numbered cards was a good one because, like you said, I, th- I think I've seen two out of them eight boxes I've seen opened. Um, I think I've only seen two numbered cards, which, you know, how many boxes have they made? Because <laughs> they weren't even. The, 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 I've seen a I've seen a cracked ice pulled to twenty three, and I've seen a numbered to nine nine alarms. But we know we all know full well the number of parallels that are in there and and the, the numbering down to and what have you. If if the the, the filtering out so few and far between, how many boxes of this stuff is there actually knocking about? Exactly. So, when you've so, got about two hundred odd players on the actual autograph set who should have autographs in there, then surely more number cards should be coming out. You'd think so, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean we well, we we could probably calculate that. I'll get my calculator out and we'll tweet it out later. Excellent stuff. Right, let's move on now to the one subject that seems to be taking over the sports card hobby at the moment in a big way. Tops Project 2020, uh, baseball, For I'm sure every person listening knows that. Uh, Ryan, what can you tell us about Tops 2020 from a hobby perspective? What's the origins of it? Well, I, the origins, uh, let's go back. I, I'm not a baseball collector, or I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, maybe not even that. Um, and I saw, I came across it, kept seeing it, and people talking about it. And I was like, "Oh, well, I'll have a look at this. Let's have a look, butchers, and see what this is all about, right?" Um, and instantly, kind of fell in love. Like, um, I like art. I like pop art in particular. Um, sport, pop art, twenty iconic cards, twenty artists, four hundred cards in total. Um, Two released uh, every weekday um, for however long it's going to take them to release all 400. Um, and I just was like, man, I, I just, some of the designs, I just really literally was like, that's amazing. That's that's an amazing card. Um, wish they did that at football. And I thought, no, I sod it. Maybe it's time to get into baseball so i'm going on a little bit of a weird journey with it so um i'm getting into baseball we've picked my team that's all done um even my missus today um she's decided that we're going to do this together so she's going to pick a team and we're going to get into baseball but as a collector um there's so much to talk about here so i'll let it open for now but for me my personal story is this product um has got me in to collecting baseball and also the game of baseball um so that that can only be a good thing because we, we've touched previously on baseball. Uh, me and Dan are co- both quite big baseball fans. Dan's a bandwagon New York Yankees fan, and I'm a long-suffering Seattle Mariners fan, obviously. Uh, but we've tried to encourage Ryan previously to get into baseball, and he's always said no until this product came out. But uh, one group chat a couple of weeks ago, Ryan settled on a team. Uh, Ryan, which team did you plump for as your team, and why did you pick them? Yeah, so St. Louis Cardinals. So um, I, I'd always sort of like said I was a... A Red Sox fan since I was a kid because I've got family over in Boston but I know watched a bit of baseball been to baseball games when I was in the States so we were going like if I'm going to get into this let's get into it properly right so I need to have an actual team so um, so yeah so we did the classic um, uh, uh, looked on um, uh, uh, 
pro base, baseball reference, looked up the name Slaughter, bang, Enos Slaughter, he's a Hall of Famer, um, known as Country, which also fits in beautifully with me, um, um, played for the St. Louis Cardinals. So that, that was it. And, um, and that's where we are and that's where we're going to go. And um, within 24 hours, I, um, I purchased a, a, a cut um, auto signature leaf card and that's now on its way. Actually, I think it's at GISI. So um, that's my first baseball card in the, in the books. And whilst we were looking during our group chat, we found a couple of cards. Obviously, there's quite a lot of cards of, uh, of Uncle Enos on there. Yeah. And we put them up there. And it, there is the slaughter family resemblance. There could be blood... <laughs> There could be a bloodline to this Hall of Famer, right? <laughs> there is a scary resemblance. Not only that, he signs his name very similar to my signature too. And let's, this guy played like during, you know, pre and post-war period, right? So, yeah, it's a bit eerie. It's a bit eerie. But anyway, we've got to get back onto Tots 2020. But yes, that's my story um, uh, on that one. <laughs> Dan's not a massive Project 2020 fan. Ryan and I are. We've both invested in a Mike Trout that came out yesterday, but the big story is that cards that came out at the start of April, uh, and they're, they're $20 to buy if you buy one from the TOTS website. If you buy five or more, they're $15 a time. If you buy 10 or more, there's $12 a time. And the cards that people are buying for that, obviously you've got people that thought they were trying to flip stuff. Cards that were being bought for maximum $20, probably closer to $15 or $12 a time, they are changing hands well they're selling they whether they're changing hands or not is another question for up to three thousand four thousand dollars a time there's unlimited print runs as such they said to start with but a few cards we have seen uh have been saying after days sold out because there is there is kind of a cap on the cards that they're releasing uh ryan what are the most expensive cards that, that you've seen out there mate so yeah so uh, boys know me too well so i've got a spreadsheet <laughs> So I've, I'm doing a whole tracking project. I think it's part of the reason why I love the project, right? The the, the project 2020 is because you can do this kind of stuff. You can monitor the sales prices and the averages, and you can see the ups and downs of the market, the print runs. Is it the player? Is it the print run? Is it the artist? Is it the market? What's the market doing? And um, so in the first sort of the first release, the first chunk of releases, we didn't get any larger prints. So um, we're talking around about sort of like twelve hundred to fourteen hundred. I think in that first run was the the Griffey that we've talked about, King, uh, the King Saladin, which had a print at two thousand five hundred four. And to sort of give you give those guys that, that are out there sort of a perspective, um, let's let's take the Ken Griffey card, right? Um, so the Ken Griffey card number six. If you could have bought that card in the second week after its release for thirty dollars. Okay, thirty dollars. Obviously, you could have bought it for nineteen ninety nine if you bought it from the store on day one. Um, by the time we got up to uh, week eight after release, you needed to pay on average one thousand and ninety quid for that card. Um, and we were discussing before show. I've just finished the update from the week nine, and that's dropped off. But um, well, then one of the biggest ones, which is the Dwight Good. Gooden, uh, Tyson Beck has a print run of 1,065. You could have bought that card after, that actually was quite high when it came out, obviously a desired card, but you could have bought it in week two for 50, on the average $51. But by the time we get to week 
eight after release, you would have needed to fork out nearly $2,600 for that card. Crazy. And the print run was, what was the print run on that? Uh, 1065 That's just mental. <clears throat> it's just mental. I, I can't understand it. They're a nice set, and I'm going to collect all the Griffiths that come out from now. Me and Ryan are, are watching every day and letting each other know when they, they appear, because they appear to be coming online about an hour earlier now than they previously were. Uh, some of the Griffiths that are out, like the King Saladin, that's down to 500. Can't see me ever getting my hands on one of those. But the others are coming down. There was there's one card that was $150 last week. Now it's down to $44. There's the Keith Shaw card that looks like it was it was dropped by Dan's kids. <laughs> which is, which I'm, I'm sure your kids are quite artistic, Dan. But I'm, I'm there, right? Uh, uh, yeah. Okay. The Gibbs, the Gib, just... the Gib, the Gibson. That's that's one of the short, shortest Prince Gibson, and that they they're going for at the moment for around four hundred. It's quite. That's probably going to be like the one of one to complete the collection. If you know what I mean, I'll get all the others, and then I'll, yeah. it's the most expensive one I need last. Uh, it's it's mental, you know. Me and as I said, me and Ryan both bought uh, the trout that came out two days ago now, three days ago. Yes, Trip and that was yes, quite. Yeah, the print runs are going higher and higher all the time now. It's like 99,000, 100,000. So people that are coming into this now to invest think they're going to make some money with a quick flip. You're not because you're going to end up selling for a loss. And it's me and Ryan that are going to pounce in about two or three months' time. Yeah. When you're trying to get back and back. And I, and I think that that's kind of like where I was, we were talking just off air just before we started. It's like that's where I'm going with the, um, the tracking system that I'm building is – it's not for us to invest. Like, I'm not going to invest. So the Mike, Mike Trout, I wanted it because I like the baller designs. I mean, King Saladin's, for me, are, I, I love those ones. They're, they are right up there. But the Ben Baller ones are great. And, um, and but so we're not, I'm not tracking it for investment purposes because I'm not looking to, to sell it on in the future. It, it you know, it, it's likely the one that we got yesterday is probably going to be 100 150,000 print run but I'm looking at it from I need some cards so when is the best time to buy them <laughs> right so can I look at the all the stats that I've got and predict when when the drop is going to be in the best time to get in and also I think it's well it's a, a product that you can really dive into the mechanics of market-based card collecting and so it'd be really interesting. We're going to be in the long haul, so we'll talk probably more about it in the future. We'll sort. The, Dan's already got a card anyway. He bought one, so I've got two. I've got two. There you go. So Dan is collecting them. Yeah, um, kind of. Yeah, you are. So, <laughs> yeah. so we'll. We, 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 we'll, I'm sure we'll be chatting more about it in the future. There is peer pressure in the group chats because when we start chatting yeah. about it and we start saying, "Well, we like that. We're going to buy that," then. Five minutes later, Dan's putting up a screenshot and telling us to go f ourselves because he's had to, he's felt forced into buying. But that's how that's how all three of us work anyway. Like, <laughs> like most people say, like you know, oh, this is a really bad influence on me in my collecting. Like, like you should see our fucking chat. You know, the amount of money that I've lost. You know, but that's that's just part of it. You know, that's just part of it. Yeah, of course, it is. I quite like the mystery of it. I do personally. Um, in that we don't like 
I, I can't, as much as I've looked and I've scoured the internet and for everything I read and then I read something else, I can't actually figure out how it works. In that we're, we're under the impression that it's unlimited print runs, but we're quite confident that we've seen some that have sold out. So therefore, there's the more intrigue to literally be there as they as they come for sale because you don't know if it's only going to be a thousand card print run and that's it. They cut it off and then you knack it, you know. And then obviously with the with the trout they've thrown in the fact that they so they they're throwing in a gold framed one of one with every nineteen ninety nine purchase um one card will get one person will get the purchase and the one of one um and then for the trout they've thrown in 10 trout autos now that's gonna i mean it hadn't didn't sell out did it It went the full two days you could buy it i presume um so that would have spiked the amount of trouts that are sold massively i presume um however when we've actually broke it down when you look at baseball products as a whole and Mike Trout has got autos in, say, a set product, you, you're working it out, call it 200,000. There's, there's a one in 20,000 chance numbers of card-wise that you, you hit a Mike Trout auto. I, I, I bet there's, it's bigger odds than that in standard product, if you know what I mean. Um, similar, to sort of, similar to sort of Brady. He's got autographs in the product, but he's probably got... 16 across the whole product when you actually scale it up the number of the number of cards that you've got to go through to actually get one of them then brady's is probably much higher than the one in twenty thousand shot of getting a trout auto it's actually it's probably improved your chances of getting a trout auto doing it that way yeah and as we all know baseball is the the hobby investors way of, of doing it that's where you do buy the card uh, you buy the first Bowmans and stuff like that, stash them away, and you hope in five, six, seven years' time they're worth a bit of money. It's completely different to football, where it's the first season is where you make your money on the rookies. So we, we're trying to get Ryan addicted to it. <laughs> I, I think you've done a pretty good job so far, um, considering <laughs> yeah, exactly. the spreadsheet that I've already got together going. Um, uh, and the amount of statistical data that I can chuck out already. Um, the missus even bought me a magazine today, which is amazing. Um, and um, I believe... Best the of far- Reader's Wives? Sorry? Best of Reader's Wives, was it? Yeah, it, it, no, it's Street and Smith's Baseball Almanac for the year. So, uh, And I believe my Father's Day present is um, uh, Baseball Analytics Explained. Uh, which because uh, I believe that the the game is very much that way. So I've um, I've um, got this book. The missus has got me this book coming, which uh, explains all the statistical stuff. So um, yeah, we're, we're we're there. Knowing you and spreadsheets, Ryan, baseball is almost it's almost like it was invented for you. Yeah, the I know. You can drill down into. I know. I am starting to realise that. <laughs> it is very. It's. It's cricket with a lot more to it as well. It's um, from an analytics point of view because there's so many games, and people just go crazy for scoring baseball and stuff like that. I can never understand it. When I was in Seattle last year at the Mariners game, I was in very nice club seats, mm-hmm. uh, second row, and the guy in the front row had his iPad out and he was marking every single ball on his iPad. That takes away the enjoyment of the game from being there, having a beer, having a hot dog, chilling out, relaxing, trying to steal a foul ball from a small boy. <laughs> that, that's what you're there for. To be honest, but but each each their own, you know. So yeah, Ryan's very very much the, the planning man. So I think he'd have been uh, the one pushing the planes around at RF Uxbridge before the uh, Battle of Britain. So it's all yeah, good. yeah. 
<laughs> without a doubt. Okay, baseball products. We'll move away from that for the time being and head back to our, our bread and butter, which is football. We joked a couple of, uh, well, one episode ago, which was two weeks ago now, that score football was being released and it had previously been, um, been on sale for $90 a time, which I said you were still getting ripped off at now. Dan, how much are they releasing the score for now, mate? Let's, let's so, so I don't know what it, what it is direct from Panini, which would be RRP. However, um, through the big, the big sort of suppliers, we all know who they are, David Adams, Steel City Collectibles, they've all, they've all stuck their pre-orders out at the same price. And at that staggering price is $250 a box. No, it's just sorry, but that's that's <laughs> uh, take, taking the piss. That's got to be. <laughs> what what is in there this year then? I've I've, I've looked at the sell sheet and it's it's just score. It's, it's just, there's nothing there's nothing like outrageous that to warrant it being two hundred and fifty dollars a box. It's just it's just score football. It's uh, it's incredible. I know I, we were to, in the group chat, Ryan. You put up a, a screenshot of some boxes on eBay. Um, so I believe we're not being knocked out three hundred dollars plus, were they not? Yeah, it was originally. I think they were they were around yeah three three fifty, maybe even three sixty, yeah, something like that. Something like that, yeah, something like that. But then that would that was just purely stupid people because you could still go to Dave and Adams and pre-order yourself a box for two fifty. Yeah, which was uh, <laughs> which was astonishing that people were doing that on eBay. But there you go. Uh, but either way, that is just. That's absolutely crazy money. Crazy money for a box of score. If that is the price of score, what are the prices of the actual middle of the road products going to be? Score is basically the scrapings at the bottom of the barrel when it comes to NFL products. It's It was the low end entry point where youngsters and everyone get in there and you might hit the occasional little scrappy auto or parion stuff and it's, it, it, it's a lower end product. It's the lowest product. It's it's interesting though because um, looking at sort of pre-sale pre-order prices. So let's rattle these off. Legacy two hundred. Would you prefer to have legacy or score? Legacy. Legacy. Much better product in my personal view. There's bits in there that are really nice. Luminance two hundred twenty-five. Luminance is a nicer, (laughs) way nicer product. It's a nicer product, but it's still, I'm not a fan of it. Yeah. Legacy was Legacy when it came out. Was it last year? Was the first one the year before? Yeah, that was, last that, year. Yeah. That was that was eighty five bucks release price. That was. Yeah, it was. Wow. No, we, you could buy. Well, put it this way: we, you could buy them off Steve Poland for ninety quid. So that includes all the exchange rates, the the, the fees, the shipping tax, everything else, and his shipping. You could still buy a bottle of Legacy box off him. At release at ninety quid, um, gold standard, three hundred quid a box. Now, gold standard, all of us agree it's shit. So, <laughs> it's, the, it's the shit version of middle the middle of the range cards. But three hundred quid. But I, I I was speechless about this score thing. I'm just like, why? Why? It's. Flawless has obviously doubled in the last couple of years. It used to be thousand uh, pounds for a one one case, not a, one briefcase, not a case, because there's two cases in flawless. Yeah. Everyone knows what I mean by that. But now it, it, it's two thousand dollars 
for a single box which has one briefcase in it. So that's doubled in price over the last couple of years. And there's no way you're making your money back on that at all. I mean, I've got a quite high-end card now that's sitting on the uh, on the mantelpiece at home waiting for someone to trade for it tomorrow. Or for Dan to try and exchange trinkets from his house up to the value. We'll see about that. A couple of small children, if you want them. Yeah. Hey, you'd, have to, you'd have to pay me. To, I don't do kids. <laughs> I mean, never have, never will, mate. Not that. If, uh, if it's any single ladies in the snow care, I might take them. As, uh, <laughs> as I am back on the market, as the last relationship crashed and burned about six, eight weeks ago, but we'll gloss over that fact for now. Um, so, yeah, the promise are just going up because we've, we've talked about this nearly every episode we've had that prison's gone up from 130 to 180 to 240 to $300 a box. Every product in the last two years since we started our, our hit on the, on the media market with this incredible podcast that we do has almost doubled in price. But score's gone from was it $90, and that's come up to that's trebled in price now. There can be no other reason than just pure greed, because it's not costing that much more to, no, it, to print the stuff, surely. It, it is purely about pure greed, but... but who's greed and you know we'll see we, we'll uh-huh. see we'll get some of these guys on the show and we'll talk to them about it but um looking at pure numbers right so if scores 250 dollars a box a couple of days ago you could have picked up uh honors rookie score aaron Rodgers for 247 dollars um you can pick up pretty much <clears throat> anybody, any auto that you want, bar Mr. Patrick Holmes and Lamar Jackson right now. Anyone else, you can have their, their or anyone you name, you can have their rookie autograph out of school, apart from those two players. So, That's uh, it's so crazy. What the, you're not chasing anything other than losing money. And the thing is, score is that product product, and we've talked about it uh oh god, really like really early show. Score's a product you should be able to, you know, and I wish we could, you should be able to go to Argos in this country or WH Smiths and you should be able to buy a pack. Um just something to open. Right? It shouldn't be one of these products that we're putting out for 250 quid a bloody box this should be a product an entry-level product that gets younger people or new collectors into cards and all you are doing whoever it is whether it's the rrp that's coming out of school or coming out of panini whether it's distributors hoarding or whatever it is uh, not doesn't really matter you are pricing new people and younger people out of the hobby was it not score that was released over here a couple of years ago and was available in WHS? No, it's playoff. Yeah, playoff. Oh, yeah, playoff, playoff. Was it? yeah, yeah. Which is shit too, I but Yeah, yeah. I but it was good every time every time the message drove into town I could get two pucks. So... <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> but that is the market has just gone absolutely apeshit crazy. You mentioned Mahomes there. I believe one of his rookie cards, um, I think it was a graded. I think it was, like, it was a 9.5 just his contenders card went uh, recently I was at card snoop last week at various prices I think it went for $36,300 it sold for and that's it's insane we were chatting on our group chat earlier in the week looked on Cardtastic where it's just basically a Raz group that we're all members of 
and there was a Raz up ten spot Raz for a Mahomes. Uh, it was the oh, what was it? I can see it, but I can't. No, is it National Treasures? No, uh, it wasn't NT. It was a uh, Capstones. Yeah, that's, ah, yeah, yes, it was. Yeah, it was a Capstones ten spots at two hundred twenty-five dollars a time, and one guy just said, "Yeah, I'll take four spots." <laughs> Dropped nine hundred dollars on a Raz, and it was like, man, alive. The language in our group chat. <laughs> we probably couldn't broadcast here without us getting a warning from the, uh, from the authorities. But man, alive, that's a big outlay. What is the most you guys have dropped on a spot in a Raz for anything, guys? Uh, on a spot in a Raz, not massive, 10 quid. Yeah, I, I think I dropped about 30 one time. Um, but that was multiple spots. Yeah, I think I've done like 20 on a Raz, but other than that, it's just, <laughs> that's just insane. The guy won it as well with a knife, <laughs> which was like fair play to him, but even, blimey, even my palms were getting sweaty just thinking about that. It's like, oh man, alive, that's a lot of money to, but I suppose if you've got the money, but then if you're dropping $900, why not just buy one outright for two grand? I mean, having sure. having said that, I used to do a lot of um, I used to do a lot of sports gambling in the uh, in a in a past life um, when I was young and single and, and still in university. Dropped a thousand quid on a bet and lost that. I suppose it is no different. We did equate it. We did. I did equate it mathematically to to sports odds. So he was getting he was dropping nine hundred dollars on a six to four bet essentially. Um, what was the bet you lost a thousand dollars on, Dan? We want to know this now. I was well. I, I used to. I was just playing on Betfair, and uh, I worked it up to a, to that sort of money. And then I went to uh, Ipswich away to watch Stoke, and I decided because I was going to the football, I wouldn't have a bet. And then I was watching Man United versus Villa on the telly, and they went one 0 down. I was like, "There's no way they lose this. They come back and win this." I slapped it all on, and now they didn't come back and win it at all. So, yeah, it was an interesting start to the day. It was the early kickoff. Should never bet on the early kickoff, by the way. Anybody who does bet, it's a terrible idea. <laughs> Ruins your entire weekend if it doesn't come in. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But then we've got the basketball market. Is it a mosaic that's been marked up by 600% at the moment? People are buying that up in bulk, which is crazy. Basketball is like the big thing at the moment. So at the moment, it's going basketball, Project 2020, and then football is just training third because obviously it's, it's the off-season at the moment. So... It seems to uh, it. Everything seems to peak and trough though. So uh, Bowman Bowman come out and and they did it with they did it with mosaic. So they were buying blasters and hanger boxes and cello packs and they were getting six hundred percent markup on what they were buying them for off the shelf in Walmart. Um, Bowman's come out Bowman draft and and then we saw I, I think did we mention it on a previous show that the Hassan Dominguez card was selling for a hundred dollars for a paper base card wasn't yeah. like, you know it's nothing special there's thousands and thousands of them um th- th- but then that's all sort of that's all sort of come back in now so hassan that hassan dominguez card is now changing hands at ten dollars and people can't give away the the bowman retail that they've purchased so people were asking again the stupid 600 percent markup because nobody could get hold of it all of a sudden it's like they're barely doubling the money on what they've what they've got, they're selling it for what they paid for it, which, you know, serves them right in a lot of ways because <laughs> they shouldn't be going and clearing the shelves. But um, 
it's kind of almost come full circle now that it's it, it hits this peak for when stuff first comes out and everybody's scrambling after the, the the new thing and the first person to own the new thing and then it just seems to come right back and bite them on the arse when we, we you know, yeah. down. and we've said that a million times before and and you know this is part of the you know the project 2020 thing that i'm doing is trying to work those peaks and troughs out what what what, what the ebbs and flows and i've done it before with contenders and all that other the million other spreadsheets that i've got value card values of cards uh, and it's really to work that out like is it true and we've always said that you know and i think brian you know will say it every show to anybody um you know unless there's a person that you absolutely have to have like you know you're going to pc this individual and you really want that card then okay go buy it on release on on the secondary market whatever but if you're not leave it alone wait for the market to sell and i think the part of the problem here is is that the hobby ends up eating itself and then it will rewrite it's just the worry the the concern i suppose from a collector point of view is um is is it, you only then need one player to go off from a rookie season and if this is the base we're at now then it'll just only get bigger um but i think i think part of it is a driven by boredom um a lot of people have been in lockdown um some people a limited amount of people when you've got more time on your hands you're going to do more collecting you might have a little bit of spare cash around so you can do a little bit of, do a bit of wheeling and dealing that generates more of that the perception that there's less product out there because covid slowed down the production of the product so there's like this perception that um the the increases to distributors are passing on that increase and then if you are breaking the product you're paying more to either buy a box or to enter into a break so then you want to try and make some of that money back if you are hitting and therefore you're driving up the price of, of rubbish players basically they're not going to do anything and the hobby has a habit of rewriting you um it does burn your fingers you get too greedy it does have a habit of burning your fingers yeah i think you touched on you touched on a real good point ryan in that i want to know who's who's driving these prices so i know you don't have access to product from panini um as a football collector you can't go to the source to buy a box of cards if you know what i mean you have to buy them off what is already a secondary market via a distributor so i don't i don't think it's ever it ever gets released what is what what price are they paying panini for those box of cards if you know what I mean, who's a, who's a, it, like almost who's at fault, but I wouldn't say at fault. Who, who is being the greedy one? Is it Panini that are ramping up their prices? Which, to be honest, surely they will have learned something from <laughs> what we talked about in the last year when the when the the hobby sort of imploded. You don't, um, and and wouldn't do that. So then, is it the is it the distributors? You know, and and I think the thing the, the thing that we could all take from it is just stay away. Yeah. That, that, stop, I, buying, I, stop buying boxes for a year and then they'll be left with thousands and thousands of them that they've got to get rid of and then like you'll drop the prices next year won't you and we'll buy them again Paul. absolutely I, that's and I, I you know and it's a really sad thing to say it's a real sad thing to say particularly for us because we were planning this year to do some box prospecting and that's not going to fucking happen because the box prices are just way too high um 
but but it, it's a horrible and sad thing to say, Dan. But you're absolutely right. It's just stay away. You, you're not unless you are collecting a a particular player of a particular team. Then go into the secondary market because you are getting no value out of box breaks. No. Yeah, it's always a horrible thing to say. Dan's right about any subject in life, really, isn't it? So. <laughs> Dan's right when Dan's right. It's, it's <laughs> criminal. But it, it's FOMO, boys. It's fear of missing out. People aren't yeah. going to stop buying product yet. Yeah. People will be going in there. Did you guys see the picture that Drew posted on his Facebook page a couple of days ago during the riots? There was some of the guys were looting in Target. Yes. And they cleared out nearly everything in there. But they left all like uh, trays of mosaic on the shelves. It's probably the most valuable thing in the shop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Target. Although, although in fairness, in one of them videos, um, they were running about the shop, running about Target, and, and looting and nicking everything of value. And then this this woman, middle aged woman, thirties, forties, toddled past the bloke who's just walking in, filming it all with two table lamps. Right now, if if you're gonna get done for looting, interior design should not be what you get done for looting for. Surely, surely, <laughs> unreal. Excellent stuff. Well, there we have it, everyone. I think we're coming close to the end of episode twenty-two. Anything else we want to? Any other business before we we close this down? And you guys go to bed, and I go and start my night shift, guys. No, mate, I think we're good. No, I think uh, I think we're, we're all good. Um, I'm probably, yes, going to bed and not looking at Project 2020 card prices. No, I'm <laughs> going to be working nights this week. It is, there's lots of auctions at end overnight. Yeah. But yeah. I will go on eBay and Griffey Project 2020 is in my saved items. They'll come up. I'll look at them. It's like, oh, there's 15 new ones. Look at that. Okay, nothing's come up as a buy item now for $30, which I'd... I jump in at for anything other than that horrible Keith Shaw crappy shit that he's done. But then I'll come off, I'll go and do something, I'll, I'll make a cup of tea. Obviously, I'm really busy at work. Then five minutes later, I'll come back, put eBay on again, and you see there's new Griffey cards again. And there's another 15 cards listed. So the market is going to get swamped. The prices will come to us. So anyone that is collecting out there, uh, let the market come to you guys. That's our advice here anyway. So... Right, we're going to be back in a couple of weeks' time. There are some new products on the horizon. Uh, Ryan's probably going to be taking out credit card loans to to <laughs> to furnish his Enos Slaughter collection. If anyone's good. got any St. Anyone's got St. Louis Cardinals cards that they want to give to Ryan, then uh, he'll, he'll greatly receive them all because he'll set up a new database for every card that he's got. <laughs> and, <laughs> and his missus will be happy because he'll keep him busy with, uh, and she can watch the TV in peace. So all good. Yeah. Right then, gentlemen. Always a pleasure, never a chore. Until next time. Happy collecting. Thanks for listening, guys. Job done. We'll see you guys in a couple of weeks' time. Episode 22. Job done. <laughs>